Stuff I Learned Yesterday, episode 481, Learning to Let Go So You Can Grow. Welcome to Stuff I Learned Yesterday. My name is Joshua Rivers, and I like to turn gas prices into a history lesson for my kids. And I believe that if you aren't learning, you aren't living. In today's episode of Stuff I Learned Yesterday, I share about learning to let go. For today's fun fact, 170 years ago today, the Smithsonian Institute was created. After a decade of debate about how to best spend a bequest left to America from an obscure English scientist, President James K. Polk signs the Smithsonian Institute Act into law. In 1929, James Smithson died in Italy, leaving behind a will with a particular footnote. In the event that his only nephew died without any heirs, Smithson decreed that the whole of his estate would go to the United States of America to found at Washington under the name of the Smithsonian Institution, an establishment for the increase and diffusion of knowledge. Smithson's curious bequest to a country that he had never visited aroused significant attention on both sides of the Atlantic. Smithson had been a fellow of the Venerable Royal Society of London at the age of 22, publishing numerous scientific papers on mineral composition, geology, and chemistry. In 1802, he overturned popular scientific opinion by proving that zinc carbonates were true carbonate minerals, and one type of zinc carbonate was later named Smithsonite in his honor. Six years after his death, his nephew, James J. Hungerford, indeed died without children. And on July 1st, 1836, the U.S. Congress authorized acceptance of Smithson's gift. President Andrew Jackson sent diplomat Richard Rush to England to negotiate for transfer of the funds. Two years later, Rush set sail for home with 11 boxes containing a total of 104,960 gold sovereigns, 8 shillings and 8 pence, as well as Smithson's mineral collection, library, scientific notes and personal effects. After the gold was melted down, it amounted to a fortune well worth over $500,000. After considering a series of recommendations, including a creation of National University, a public library, or an astronomical observatory, Congress agreed that the bequest would support the creation of a museum, a library, and a program of research, publication, and collection of the sciences, arts, and history. On August 10, 1846, the act of establishing the Smithsonian Institute was signed into law by President James K. Polk. Today, the Smithsonian is composed of 19 museums and galleries, including the recently announced National Museum of African American History and Culture, nine research facilities throughout the United States and the world, and the National Zoo. Besides the original Smithsonian Institute building, popularly known as the Castle, visitors to Washington, D.C., tour the National Museum of Natural History which houses the Natural Science Collection, the National Zoological Park, and the National Portrait Gallery. The National Museum of American History houses the original Star-Spangled Banner and other artifacts of the U.S. history. The National Air and Space Museum has the distinction of being the most visited museum in the world, exhibiting such marvels of aviation and space history as the Wright Brothers' Plane and Freedom 7, the space capsule that took first the first American into space. John Smithson, the Smithsonian's institution's great benefactor, is inferred in a tomb or entered into a tomb in the Smithsonian building.
I want to remind you, yes, you, that you have a chance to be part of the Friday Forum. The Friday Forum is your opportunity to be able to share what you have learned so that others can be able to learn from you. It can be a message as short as 30 seconds or even several minutes long. It really doesn't matter, just as long as it's something that will benefit others. So whether you want to record your voice or, as Daryl would say, typey type out your contribution, you can participate in the Friday Forum by visiting our feedback page or by calling our voice feedback line at 304-837-2278. So here's what I learned yesterday. I was first introduced to podcasts in late 2011, early 2012. I listened to the replay of Dave Ramsey's radio show. From there, I learned that he had the Entree Leadership podcast. This led me down the road of exploring what other podcasts were out there. I subscribed to several podcasts covering both leadership and web design. I was interested in web design podcasts because I was wanting to get into the web design and development field. After listening to podcasts for a few months, I learned about Michael Hyatt and his book, Platform, which was about to release. I pre-ordered the book and used it to be able to grow my online platform through a blog. It was I wasn't really consistent, but I usually published at least once a week. And I used the tagline, Dedicated Discipleship, for my blog and the idea of helping people with personal growth and self-improvement with a biblical basis. I was really vague in what I was posting, and I slowly started to narrow my focus over the following six months. I eventually turned to call my blog and the podcast that would become Quality Living Made Simple. So this gets us to around November 2012. I started to get the bug for creating a podcast. I started to listen to a couple podcasts about podcasting so I can be able to learn how to begin. I didn't have a microphone, but I bought a $40 Logitech headset with a Target gift card I got for Christmas. I signed up with Lipson as a media host and installed the necessary plugins on my website. I reached out to a few people that I knew to try to interview for my podcast, and I was even able to interview best-selling author John Miller and his daughter even before I launched. I was so excited. I officially launched the podcast in February 2013. I was pretty consistent in publishing weekly for the first six months to a year, but then I started to miss a week here and there, but I kept going. After about a year, I published an episode about meeting Dave Ramsey in person at a book signing, and the podcast grew from double digits to 400 downloads an episode pretty quickly. By that time, I also um, started a second podcast. It was about the show 24, and I was getting an idea for a third podcast as well, which I was planning to start after the season of 24 ended. The new podcast was going to help grow my web development side business, or that's what my plan was. It was called the Creative Studio Academy, and I planned to share various things about online content creation. At that time, I had been blogging for almost three years and podcasting for a year and a half, so I had personal experience to be able to draw from. I was also playing on the academy aspect, and I was trying to structure it as some sort of online school that could both help my current clients and help create leads for new clients. I started with the idea in mind that I would have a seasonal format so I could make them like school semesters. In fact, that's what I called each season at the beginning, a semester. Then through some accidents, I started editing podcasts for a couple people in the beginning of 2015. I was getting more business with podcasts than I was with websites, so I decided to change the focus on my side business. I ended up talking with Daryl. He was very kind to be able to talk to me and to be able to give me some advice and direction with the podcast editing business I was now getting into. We fast forward through the rest of 2015. I struggled with my first podcast, That Quality Living Made Simple, which I eventually changed to Success Road. 
with everything I had going on, I was having a hard time with focusing and being able to get everything done that I needed to. I wanted to build my business, but I wanted to keep myself or I kept getting myself distracted when I was trying to think about that first podcast. So I would be trying to work on my business, but think about the podcast at the same time and vice versa. And so I wasn't getting a whole lot done with either one. It was just taking a mental space. So somewhere in between 2015, 2016, I read or I listened to several books to be able to try to help me with this. Three of the books were Procrastinate on Purpose, Essentialism, and The One Thing. They all have their own specific things that they dealt with, but the main idea behind all of them is to really know and understand what the most important or the essential thing is and be able to put my focus on that. If something doesn't contribute to that thing, I shouldn't have my time or attention. And so this eventually led me to make the decision to stop that first podcast. It was a really hard decision. It was my baby. It's what started me as a podcaster. It's what helped me to be able to lead me to my first podcast clients. But it was drawing my focus away from the business that I was trying to build. So this week, I finally recorded and scheduled the final episode for that podcast. It was hard. I had to stop a couple times and re-record. I wasn't crying, but I was feeling that lump in the back of my throat. So here's what I learned. Sometimes you need to give up things that you like. Sometimes even things that you love so that you can be able to give your time and your attention to the things that matter most. For me, putting more focus into my business should help me be able to improve my skills and gain more clients. Building my business will help me to be able to leave my full-time job to be able to work on my business full-time. Doing this will help create uh, freedom for my family. It will also help to create freedom for working in ministry because I won't be tied to a job at a physical location with specific hours. Both my family and ministry are important to me, so I need to sacrifice some of the good to be able to have the great. I'm Joshua Rivers. This has been Stuff I Learned Yesterday. Follow Golden Spiral Media on Twitter at GSM Podcasts and Facebook.com slash Golden Spiral Media. Join the Stuff I Learned Yesterday Facebook group at Facebook.com slash groups slash Stuff I Learned Yesterday. To subscribe to Stuff I Learned Yesterday, visit goldenspiralmedia.com slash subscribe. If you enjoyed this episode of Stuff I Learned Yesterday, I would be grateful if you'd leave a review in iTunes.